Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now. Tuesday, March 4th, Ian Cameron and Alex B. Smith will be along momentarily as well, ready to break down the Tuesday card. 11 games here on this uh, Tuesday, April 4th. We've officially entered silly season because uh, handicapping the NHL card today was very interesting, uh, certainly from a, a player personnel standpoint. We've got tons of call-ups, new faces entering the lineup, late season uh, you know, additions to the lineup. A lot of players making their NHL debut, AHL call-ups, college players just signed. You got goalies that have you never heard of before. They're all of a sudden starting for a few teams tonight uh, in these games. So it's silly season uh, in the NHL, but we will uh, do our best to, uh, you know, wrangle our way through the carnage uh, and try to find some winners as we always do here on the uh, Ice Guys show uh, on this Tuesday. It is a BetCast Tuesday uh, as well. And of course, we've got another Ice Guys left live BetCast coming your way tonight. Uh, make sure you join us. It'll be fun as always, entertaining, live bets, uh, you know, left and right. Uh, great uh, camaraderie, definitely with our uh, viewers and listeners that join us uh, on this uh, BetCast as guests. Uh, so make sure uh, you become a part of it as well. A drinking encourage DM at Bobano on Twitter or email Bobano350 at gmail.com to request a spot on the BetCast tonight. Uh, and uh, definitely looking forward to it. Again, we've only got a couple weeks left in the uh, regular season uh, as we push toward the playoffs with, like I said, just 10 days remaining now uh, in the uh, regular season. So again, the live BetCast tonight, uh, Tuesday, a huge card. Looking forward to it. We've got some good games on the uh, schedule tonight. Pittsburgh, New Jersey is a good game. Buffalo, Florida is a huge game in the playoff uh, race. Uh, we've got uh, Seattle, Vancouver's an appealing game. Calgary's in action as they try to keep pace with the Winnipeg Jets. Actually, they can tie Winnipeg uh, if they uh, win tonight against Chicago to set up what would be just an absolutely enormous game tomorrow night with the uh, Flames and the Jets. And, of course, the Oilers and the Kings. What a showdown as both of those teams are battling for first place uh, in the Pacific Division, trying to track down the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. And if neither of them track down Vegas, they're still battling for potential home ice advantage uh, in their first-round series, which could very well be Oilers versus Kings for the second straight year. So could that be a playoff preview tonight uh, with the Oilers and Kings? So it's just a great card and the bet cast. It's a good night to have one. Uh, so make sure you join us tonight, 2 p.m. Uh, Eastern time right here, uh, 7 p.m., I should say, Eastern time tonight on the BetCast. And again, DM me uh, at Bobano on Twitter or email Bobano350 at gmail.com uh, if you wish to join us tonight on the BetCast. Uh, we only had three games last night, Vegas and Minnesota, very entertaining game. The Vegas Golden Knights get the uh, shootout victory 4-3 to three over the Minnesota Wild. Such a heartbreaker. Uh, for me in particular, uh, Minnesota, it looks like they're going to win that game. Vegas ties it in the final minute. Then they win in a shootout. But very, very gutsy comeback win for the Golden Knights on the road against a wild team playing pretty well. And again, a lot of key personnel still out of the lineup for Vegas. So that win was one of their, I think, more impressive wins they've had uh, in 
uh, recent memory, Vegas, just based on the situation. You know, they had already beaten Minnesota at home. Minnesota's looking for redemption. You knew they'd bring a pretty good effort. And I thought Vegas played a hell of a road game last night, getting that 4-3 shootout win. Uh, the Dallas Stars absolutely crush, I think, whatever last remaining faint hopes there were for the playoffs for the Nashville Predators. Uh, they romp over Nashville last night uh, by a score of 5-1. to one. Uh, really non-competitive were the Predators in that game. Uh, and now Nashville finds themselves with just six games remaining uh, on their schedule. Uh, still five points back, so I guess it's not entirely out of the question for them, but I think it's done. I think that loss really hurt them big time as far as any playoff hopes go. And Dallas, with that win, they now move into a tie with Minnesota uh, for first in the Central. Colorado just two points behind both of them. So it is uh, absolutely... Uh, Huge, huge game, or sorry, huge, huge uh, race there uh, in the uh, uh, Central Division and a huge two points for Dallas. So that division race looks like it's going to go down to the wire. Uh, the Seattle Kraken just absolutely crushed Arizona last night, 8-1. to one. That game ended up being a good one. Seattle in the over five and a half cashed. Seattle first period puck line cashed, the over cashed. So that was, that was my best game of the night, certainly results-wise from a betting standpoint, and it was very good to see the uh, Kraken uh, get back on track. They needed to get the two points, and I was hoping they would do it in decisive fashion, uh, given the struggles of Arizona in recent games, and they did. So that was a big two points to put Seattle in much less of a perilous, uh, perilous position here as far as the playoffs go, because now they're at 92. They're now five points clear of the nearest team that can knock them out. And that of course is the Calgary flames. So that's a huge, huge victory for Seattle as they close in on their first playoff berth in franchise history. And only of course their second season. All right, let's get to the Tuesday card. Uh, it's a big one, 11 games. And we will start with the Detroit Red Wings and the Montreal Canadians, Detroit minus minus one twenty-five road favorites, six and a half, the total in this game. Yeah, this is just going to be a straightforward late season betting angle for me that I use in the NHL. You got two teams out of the playoffs, two teams playing for exercise. Defensive intensity should be at a minimum. Uh, the the willingness to block shots should be at a minimum. And, and I think you're going to probably have a good chance to see goals uh, both ways. Montreal with a sh shutout loss in their last game uh, on a Saturday night against the Carolina Hurricanes, three to nothing. Only 14 shots on goal through three periods for Montreal in that game, but you got to give Carolina credit. Look, Carolina is one of those teams that are very capable of doing that. No, no, no question about that. When they are locked in defensively, they are capable of putting the clamp down on you. And we certainly saw evidence of that on Saturday night. Uh, it looks like as far as the uh, goaltending matchup here uh, in this game, we're going to get Billy Huso returning in between the pipes for the uh, Detroit Red Wings. Uh, for this game. That probably also helps to explain why Detroit's taken a little bit of the money here with Huso's return, obviously the number one goalie. Although his numbers have been, you know, so-so of late. We'll see how he fares here. Caden Primo uh, is back in net tonight for the uh, Montreal Canadiens and uh, Habs uh, Brass and, and coaching staff, of course, including Marty Saint-Louis. Probably wanted to get a good look at Primo here down the stretch, you know, give him his fair share of starts you know, and opportunities to showcase what they potentially have in the future. Now, he's not been able to really settle in and play, you know, really great hockey here in the uh, at the NHL level. Now, he did make 24 saves. Not a bad performance uh, in the start he had against Philadelphia most recently last week. 3-2 loss, but he made uh, 24 saves on 26 shots. But his overall numbers in the NHL aren't great. 
uh, still three and 13. Caden Primo is an NHL starting goaltender since uh, I think uh, 2019. That's when he made his first ever NHL start. So he's basically for the Montreal Canadiens made 20 starts uh, over the span of four seasons with this team. Uh, and again, three and 13 record, well, 20 appearances, uh, 16 starts, uh, three and 13 is the record in the 16 starts, 4.05 goals against average, 876 save percentage for Primo. So, uh, I understand the Detroit money, but uh, do I want to lay a buck twenty-five on the road with two teams that are in the same boat? You know, not really, not going anywhere. No, and and Montreal off the home loss to uh, Carolina, it is worth noting. Montreal at home has been a pretty feisty team and a team that's been capable of winning games on their home ice. You look at their recent results, Florida and Carolina. I know they've dropped their last two home games, but Florida is a team that's battling for their playoff lives and they played like it. Carolina is obviously one of the top teams in the East. Let's not forget they pummeled Columbus eight to two at home. They also beat Tampa Bay, you know, at home three to two, uh, not too recently. So I expect Montreal to want to play better here tonight after getting shut out by Carolina. So I'm, I'm, I'm not on either side. I don't want to lay a buck 25 on the road. I understand why people are taking Detroit, but it's just not my wheelhouse to lay a buck 25 on the road with a team not playing anywhere not going anywhere and a team that's played okay at home and coming off a shutout loss so i'm just going to stick to the total here i like over six and a half here uh minus 110 uh, with the uh, red wings and the uh, canadians as far as props go don't overthink it we've been talking about mike mike matheson for a while uh he's definitely someone you want to keep in mind as far as the props go for this game uh, and also when you look at uh, montreal there's been some lineup changes tonight for them harvey pinard's out Doc is out. Belzeal is out uh, for them. Uh, Dvorak, Josh Anderson. Uh, so there's a lot of absences. There's going to be a lot of new faces getting showcased in the top six forward group, uh, including Sean Farrell with Suzuki and Yessi Yelonen as well for them. Uh, he might be worth a look, this kid, Yelonen as well. He's got four points in the last five games for the Canadians. Of course, uh, Sean Farrell got a, his first ever NHL goal against Florida. Uh, you know, Brendan Gallagher is probably going to have to step up. Gurianov, Druan, I mean, they're, they're guys that are going to have to chip in offensively on the uh, Detroit side uh, as far as offense goes. You know, Dominic Kubalik, someone that we know is a very, very streaky player, and he's on the good side of that streak right now. Points for him in uh, five of the last seven games for the uh, Detroit Red Wings. So a couple props to uh, maybe consider here for that one. All right, Pittsburgh, New Jersey. New Jersey minus 150 home favorites, six and a half being the uh, total. Uh, in this game, uh, when you look at it here, Penguins and Devils, Penguins certainly trying to, you know, cement their hopes, uh, cement their position, I guess, in the playoffs. Uh, but they've still got a lot of work to do. Uh, they have not obviously, uh, you know, clinched anything yet uh, and uh, still just hanging on by one point to that final wild card playoff spot in the East uh, ahead of the Florida Panthers. So there's still work to be done here for the uh, Penguins as they uh, move along here, and I believe they lose the. Uh, they might lose the tiebreaker. Actually, right now, if you look at it, uh, Florida does have. Uh, I think in terms of regulation wins, um, they've got more regulation wins than Pittsburgh, and that again is the number one tiebreaker if the teams are even in points. So, you know, it, it becomes even more imperative for Pittsburgh to win and be in a position where at the end of the uh, regular season, they are one point ahead of Florida because I'm pretty sure that if the Penguins and Panthers are tied in points at the end of the regular season, the Panthers would get in uh, over the Penguins. So very important for the Pittsburgh Penguins to keep winning here uh, moving forward. They catch New Jersey off a, uh, uh, it was a brutal spot for New Jersey. It's a big reason why 
I ended up backing Winnipeg Sunday night uh, against New Jersey. I mean, they didn't get in to Winnipeg from their game against Chicago the night before until after 2 a.m. local time. Uh, that's what I was reading from some of the Devils uh, beat reporters. Uh, so that's just awful. And, uh, you know, there's some issues, obviously, getting the getting off the uh, ground in Chicago on time. And uh, it just ended up being a very late Saturday night coming off the Chicago game, flying into Winnipeg, not arriving till overnight. And, man, did it look like it against uh, Winnipeg on Sunday night. I mean, the Devils just didn't have it. Had nothing in their tank. They ended up losing 6-1. to one. Uh, and, um, you know, just a horrible spot. And I thought the Jets would, even the Jets with all their inconsistencies and all the problems they've had recently, I even thought they could take advantage of that. And they certainly did that. I'd expect the Devils to play better, but again, they're coming off a little bit of a two game roadie third game in four nights. Pittsburgh's playing with increased, uh, not increased incentive, but you know, extreme urgency, uh, right now. And they're getting a nice price. I mean, so I, it's Pittsburgh or nothing for me. Like, I don't want to go against Pittsburgh at a price like this, knowing we should get their best effort, whatever best game they have, or most urgent uh, effort, most uh, intense uh, effort. You should see it, in theory, for a team trying to make the playoffs here. So I don't want to lay anything to do with laying a buck 55, a buck 60 uh, here with the uh, New Jersey Devils tonight in this game. Uh, they are still a little bit banged up on the back end, Pittsburgh. Ruda Kulikov and uh, Marcus uh, Pedersen still out for them. Petrie did come back, though, over the weekend, which was a significant uh, for New Jersey. They're fully healthy, pretty much. Uh, Tristan Jari will be in net for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, a tough game for him against uh, Boston. I don't think he played that poorly, but uh, obviously the Bruins still end up getting the best of him and the Penguins uh, in that game Saturday afternoon. And, uh, of course, it was uh, David Posternock with the hat trick. And Banachek is confirmed here uh, for New Jersey uh, in this one. So uh, we'll see how it goes here. If anything, I would look at maybe a uh, uh, a Pittsburgh slash draw look. The draw could be appealing here. It is worth noting when they played in New Jersey back in January, it was a two to one win for the Devils uh, in overtime. So I think the draw definitely uh, appeals to me a little bit here in this game. This is the, definitely the first draw that stuck out to me that, hey, I think this game is probably pretty close, pretty competitive, you know, has a decent chance to uh, go to overtime. Uh, as far as the uh, total goes, I'm going to look at the over here because of Pittsburgh's defensive issues. I mean, I for the, that game nearly went over the total with Philadelphia on uh, Sunday. It did go over the total with Boston, and Boston's a tough team right now to drag into a, a, an over. They're a very good defensive team, uh, and even Pittsburgh was able to see that game end up with seven total goal, goals in it. Three of the last five Pittsburgh games have gone over. Uh, four of the last six New Jersey games have gone over the total, so Six and a half here with this total. I think it has a a decent chance to uh, go over this number. And like I said, that draw to me very live here with the uh, Penguins and the uh, Devils. Zucker props, Malkin and Latang shot props, I think are worth a look tonight as well. Uh, same with Zucker. Crosby, you know, seems to be someone that's starting to turn it up now with the, the games being so important. Uh, he's starting to rack up assists again. He had a little bit of a streak there where he was stopping the, the assist streak wasn't going well, but now that's uh, two straight games with at least an ass one assist for uh, Sidney Crosby. So I'm kind of ready to get back onto that Crosby assist train that was uh, pretty profitable for me earlier in the season. If you'll remember about a month, month and a half ago, you know, we were betting a lot of these uh, Crosby assist props and it's only minus 125 for him to get an assist tonight. So very much like those. Uh, like very much, I should say, like that price with uh, Sidney Crosby to get an assist. A again, he's definitely someone that 
when he's on his game, he can be excellent in terms of facilitating the uh, offense. And I think probably a good chance to see that here. Someone mentioned uh, Cuba, uh, the Cuban Wayne Gretzky. Love that name in our chat, but he's right. Dougie Hamilton has scored in every game against Pittsburgh this year. So if you buy into success that one player seems to have against a particular opponent, particular team, there you go. Uh, Dougie Hamilton and he's going for a team record in points from a defenseman for the franchise for New Jersey. So uh, maybe Dougie Hamilton's ready to rip it up and have a big night tonight. And again, he scored a goal in every game head to head against Pittsburgh this year. So this might be the night for Dougie Hamilton and uh, for uh, him to teach us all how to Dougie tonight in this uh, <laughs> hockey game with the uh, Penguins and Devils. Alex is with us now. Yeah. Uh, welcome in Penguins Devils. What do you think? Yeah, this is uh, one. There's only a couple of draw plays I like here tonight on the board. This is one of them. It's actually the one I like the most. Uh, like I said, we saw these two teams already go to OT. And you mentioned about that New Jersey having issues traveling out of Chicago and Winnipeg. And that's something to keep a note of, especially tonight. That the reason why I'm late is a lot of bad weather going throughout the, the entire country. So you might have these issues with some of these teams, you know, having, you know, the later, you know, getting out of town, different things, especially with some of these teams having back to back. So it's just always something to keep a note of. You can't fully handicap it, obviously, because. Uh, you know, it's not just the, the most tangible of, of info, but you just know that when a team gets in a little bit later than usual and they've already played a bunch of games, just expect a little bit of fatigue. It's things I like to look for with, you know, first period plays. And honestly, it's the reason I like the draw in that Devils-Jets uh, game on Sunday. I thought that game was going to just be played at a snail's pace. Uh, you know, Winnipeg just trying to hold on and grab points as much as they could. Same thing with New Jersey. They're still in a division race of their own. That game lined up like a perfect kind of a sleepy game for a draw, but uh, Winnipeg was clearly the fresher team and got the win here. I think New Jersey plays with a lot more effort and energy tonight. Both teams needing points for their own races. This is a, a great candidate for the draw here, plus 345. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I would agree with that. that I think it's a pretty close game here with these uh, two teams. All right, next up, we've got Ottawa, Carolina. Carolina minus 260, home favorites, uh, six being the uh, total. Oh, first, before we get to that, Alex, did you have any thoughts on Detroit, Montreal? No. <laughs> No, there you go. Nice. And short, <laughs> All right. Ottawa, Carolina, Carolina minus 260, uh, six being the uh, total in this game. Senators, Senators are done. Yeah, Senators aren't making the playoffs. I mean, the, the weekend pretty much sealed their fate. Losing to Toronto and only getting one out of a possible four points in that Toronto-Columbus back-to-back. I mean, the overtime loss against Columbus was very devastating for the uh, Senators, and now they sit at uh, 80 points uh, with uh, six points back now of the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins with only six games left. So I don't think it's going to happen for them uh, at this point. Um, whether they believe is another question, but I don't know. I, I, in fact, this is one of those li- – we, we have a bet cast tonight. You don't have to force everything pregame. Let's see what Ottawa brings to the to the, to the the ice tonight down there in Raleigh because I got to believe if I'm looking at this – from a reality perspective for Ottawa as a player, I'm thinking to myself, we're done. You know, we're probably not making the playoffs at this point following what happened to us over the weekend. So I'm not in a rush to back uh, Ottawa here uh, in uh, this game. Uh, And then you look at the goaltending situation, which just continues to get even more complicated for them. Uh, They're already, of course, without uh, uh, Anton Forsberg, who's on IR. Uh, And uh, of course uh, we were, I'm wondering what's happened here with, um, Talbot now because uh, all of a sudden we're seeing a situation where he is uh, I think uh, having issues again Uh, I'm trying to look to see if he's on the uh, injury report right now for uh, Ottawa but uh, he's not in there Mad Sogard you know who's obviously gotten a lot of starts he left the game Saturday against Toronto because of uh, something an illness uh, something was bothering him Cam Talbot came in uh, and then of course Talbot 
uh, ended up having to start the game against uh, Columbus. And of course the uh, Jackets ended up winning that game. So uh, all of a sudden now they're Sogard's banged up. They've obviously opted for whatever reason, not to start Talbot uh, here tonight in this game, but uh, all of a sudden they've got uh, another one of their goalie prospects. I don't know how good he is because now you're talking about a guy that's the third goalie that was down there in the minors. This is a guy that was behind Sogard, obviously, at one time. He's a guy that was behind Mandelazy, who is another goalie we've seen up with Ottawa this year. And now all of a sudden they're going to turn, making his NHL debut, they're going to turn to this 20-year-old Finnish goalie, Levi Marilainen, uh, is going to end up getting the uh, start tonight for the uh, Ottawa Senators. So, uh, again, uh, we're going to have to wait and see what we uh, get from him. But, uh, obviously, first-ever start. You're playing one of the top teams in the uh, Eastern Conference in the NHL. And if you look at Carolina, they're still trying to cement the uh, Metro division. Uh, they haven't clinched it yet. They're closing in on it. I think they're going to probably end up winning the division. They're three up on New Jersey with a game in hand, and they are six points up on the Rangers with a game in hand. So not only are they up on both of those teams, but they've got a game in hand on both the Devils and the Rangers. So pretty much a question of when, not if, the Hurricanes clinch the Metro division. So yeah, this is just to me a watch and wait and see how this game starts out. But certainly I don't want any part of Ottawa. You know, maybe maybe we get lucky and Ottawa's, you know, strikes on a fluke goal early, or maybe maybe Carolina's a little asleep early and you can get a better price and number with Carolina live. We have seen instances where they've given up the first goal on home ice and they've come back to win the game. Look at that Islander game. Uh, over the weekend is a perfect example. So uh, maybe that's the way to approach it. Maybe hope Ottawa gets on the board first and then look at a live Carolina bet. That might be the best approach here. But obviously, you know, what I will say about Marilinen is his recent play down in Belleville in the AHL has been very good. And his most recent start there was a 41-save shutout victory over the Toronto Marlies in the AHL. So he's been very strong in the AHL entering tonight. But again, when you jump from the AHL to the NHL, it's a whole different kettle of fish, as I like to see. So uh, let's see how Merrill Linen looks here tonight in his NHL debut. And keep in mind, he's only 20 years old, so a very young kid. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Ottawa, Carolina. Chances are, if you're watching this program, you said the exact same thing. I said, who in the blue hell is Levi Marilinen? So I did some research <laughs> this morning, and he had one decent year in, in Canada and played junior hockey. He had 20 wins. Uh, you can't find a lot of his complete numbers in Finland because it's easier to find drugs on the black market than it is to find numbers for some of these leagues in, uh, in Sweden and Finland. And then you mentioned the 41-save shutout performance in the AHL. That was his first AHL start. So this guy has gone from coming over from Finland, playing in the AHL, getting one great start, and now he's going to be starting in an AHL game against the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, this was a pretty simple handicap. I, I took Hurricanes first period puck line, laying the half a goal at plus 110. I've seen as high as plus 115. Uh, I can't imagine any plus prices will be around by the time puck drops. Also, like Carolina, team total over three and a half. I laid a dollar 40, but I, I laid it at when like a half unit was that because that's kind of a, a number. I usually don't want to lay on a team total, but considering the circumstances, I mean, this might be a trial by fire. We know how many shots Carolina can get off against anybody. And we know how Ottawa's defense has been a bit porous at times. You mentioned all the different other goaltenders that have struggled throughout the year. This is not the way you want to break this kid in. Maybe he's going to be good down the line. Who knows? Like I said, at 20 years old and he's just coming to North America. It's not like he had, you know, a couple of great years in, in juniors or a couple of great years in the AHL. He has one AHL year that was halfway decent at eight point uh, eight nine one save percentage and then one really good start in the AHL. Chances are he gets lit up tonight. So I'll go Carolina first period, puck line, and team total over. 
that's the good. That's the one bit of good news he has on his side. He's coming off a, a phenomenal game in his last AHL start. But, yeah, I mean it's such a small sample size. It's hard to make uh, really uh, much of it. We're going to see tonight. This is this is definitely this is your baptism by fire moment uh, for Mister Marilinen here tonight for Ottawa. Not only NHL debut, but late in the season against a team that's uh, one of the best teams in the NHL and trying to clinch it. And if I'm Rod Brindamore in the Hurricanes, I'd want to get this done sooner rather than later as far as the division clinching. I mean, I don't want to wait around and start losing and keep the Rangers and Devils hanging around and then, uh, you know, have to wait until the last game or two of the season before you clinch this thing. I mean, obviously, the sooner the better, I think, is the Carolina thinking as far as uh, getting this Metro division clinched. So uh, Alex like in Carolina early and often, first period puck line and over three and a half with the uh, team total. All right, Buffalo, Florida. We've got Florida minus 190. Home favorite, seven the total uh, in this game. Like I usually will do with totals of seven, I, I do think we could see goals. But first of all, there are two things that I'm pumping the brakes on with the over. A, the number, seven, I don't bet overs, especially at this time of year. We'll wait for a six and a half, maybe even a five and a half with the bet cast uh, here tonight, Alex, because let's not look past who might be the uh, goaltenders for these respective teams tonight. We know it will be Alex Lyon. Again for Florida, the Lion King, as he's being called by the uh, local, by the Panther fans and uh, his teammates right now. Um, there's no doubt he is playing great hockey. I mean, you can't sugarcoat it. You cannot um, say anything but that he's played really well here for the Panthers since he's really taken over the net with Sergei Bobrovsky dealing with whatever it is, injury, illness, you know, maybe mental problems. Who the fuck knows at this point when it comes to Sergei Bobrovsky? But, you know, Alex Lyon has taken this offer, and I give him all the credit. I said this on Twitter verbatim. What I said was, you know, give him all the credit. He stepped up. He saw an opportunity. The team needs me right now. We need wins and points desperately to try to make these playoffs. And, uh, definitely he stepped up and he's delivered with solid efforts in net for the Florida Panthers. Look at these last few starts. He's been excellent for them for the most part. The Toronto win, he's the reason they won. The game where Paul Maurice is just ripping that team in the second period for a piss-poor effort. The only reason they were still in the game at that point was because of Alex Lyon, because they were playing like ass before the, at that point of the hockey game. And they ended up coming back and they beat Toronto uh, in overtime. They beat Montreal 5-2. He was very solid again uh, in between the pipes, a strong game. And I know it was Columbus, who are not a good team, but 7-0 shutout, still a shutout victory in the NHL. You have to give a goalie credit. I don't care who you play. You got to give the goalie credit for that. So he's been very good, and he's uh, taken advantage of this, and he's really shown what kind of character guy he is. Like, this is tough spot. He's been a, you know, basically a minor league goalie most of his career. He struggled to maintain his status in the NHL. Uh, all these years going back to when he was with Philadelphia, but he has t taken advantage of this opportunity and he's played well. Now, can he keep it going? Here is the question. Buffalo, this is a huge game for the Sabres. This is your penultimate. If we win this game, then the next game matters. That And it's not like if they win this game, all of a sudden their playoff chances go up dramatically. But if they lose this game, their playoff chances are practically nil. And especially if they lose this game in regulation. So, you know, for me, when I look at this matchup here, this is a must for Buffalo. Somehow, some way, you got to get the two points. And some, and preferably, you'd want to get them in regulation and prevent the Florida Panthers from getting anything here uh, in this game. Now, with Pittsburgh's win against Philadelphia, you know, 
Buffalo doesn't necessarily need to catch Florida for the playoff spot right now. They don't because Pittsburgh's got it again at 86. They're four behind Florida. They're five behind Pittsburgh. But the bottom line is Buffalo's got to have this game. Simple as that. And preferably uh, in regulation and try to avoid uh, overtime here in this game. I don't know if they will avoid overtime, though, because this is going to be an underdog and draw split for me uh, in this game. Look, Florida's playing nice here. Nice little road trip. Toronto. Montreal, Columbus winning all three of those games. Good on them for doing it. And good on Alex Lyon for playing well. But you're back home off a road trip. That's a negative spot. And now you're laying minus 190, you know, against a team that win or lose tonight, you got to think Buffalo is emptying the fucking tank tonight. Whatever they've got, all the guts in their system, they're putting it out on the ice tonight against Florida because they got to win this hockey game tonight against the uh, Florida Panthers. So I'm going to go with the Buffalo and draw split. The one thing I am concerned about a little bit is I was expecting all along Devin Levi to be the goalie tonight. And I still think he is going to be the starter, but I'm a little bit worried this damn thing hasn't been confirmed yet. We're still waiting uh, on who exactly is going to be in net tonight for the uh, Sabres, you know, between uh, Levi or likely Uko Pekalukan. And if it's not going to be Levi, uh, but uh, that's what we're waiting on right now. I thought it was going to be Levi. He was in the practice net for Buffalo yesterday uh, during their practice. I still think it's going to be him, but obviously we just haven't had it signed, sealed, delivered, and confirmed yet. But nevertheless, that's what I'm looking at here. Buffalo and the draw as a split bet uh, in this game. What do you think here, Alex? Sabres, Panthers. This is a, a bet cast game for sure. Like I said, definitely waiting to get uh, – I'm seeing <laughs> – I don't know if you've seen this before – First period over two minus a dollar thirty at MGM and minus a dollar eighteen at a couple of uh, shops. Wow. Like that's that's crazy. Like it might, that's it might be worth it to take a shot, especially if it's Levi in net. Take a <laughs> shot at under two in the first period. It might be take a shot at under two now at plus money, and then wait and try and hope for a half goal to pop up uh, the other way late in the period potentially, and, and create a little middle. That's that's something I might dabble with, but I want nothing to do with this game pregame. Definitely not taking a side. Sure. Buffalo. Yes. They have to empty the tank and play hard here, but these are two teams that have just been, you know, frustrating to watch, frustrating to bet on. And, and you know how I feel about Florida. I think Florida, uh, even if they find a way at this point, I kind of almost want Florida to get into the playoffs because I want them to get swept in the first round. Uh, that that's the way I'm kind of looking at it. So if they lose here, so be it. If they keep on winning and find a way to get into the postseason, that's fine too. We'll, we'll find a way to, to fade Florida. It may not be tonight, but at some point in the next week, two weeks, we, we might have a couple more chances to fade on uh, this Panther team. So it's going to be a game to wait and, and bet on tonight. Yeah, that's not a bad option. Wait, uh, again, we got our bet cast tonight. Again, I'll remind you for uh, uh, the 10th time. Yeah, the bet cast tonight. Make sure uh, you get in on it. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, uh, IceX, Alex, Steve, he's been a bunch of different names in our YouTube chat. I will not miss out sending you the link because I missed. And Daniel H., you too, Daniel H., I felt awful that you asked for the link and I totally forgot to send it to you last week. So if you two in particular want the link, I will, I will make sure I don't forget to send it uh, to you tonight for the uh, bet cast. But uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Buffalo on the draw split. I could always pull back, you know, early in the game. If I, if all of a sudden there's a surprise that Levi's not, is this big? This is to me a big decision. This is big that Levi starts as to why I made this bet. And the one thing too, about be careful with the over in this game, especially at seven is, Watching that Sabres-Rangers game from start to finish Friday night, which was uh, Devin Levi's NHL debut, he played great. He played excellent. He was poised. He was great. He looked like he was ready for the moment. No question about that. But the Sabres played one of their better, tidier, 
defensive efforts in their own zone in quite some time in in support of Devin Levi. I thought they really bared down defensively. There weren't those glaring gaffes with the puck in their own end. There weren't those same miscues, turnovers. They were responsible. They were blocking shots even more than normal. I thought their game as a team defensively in front of Levi was very solid as well uh, against the Rangers. And that's another reason why I just getting with the points being so big for these two teams tonight, it, it, this could be, it wouldn't surprise me if this is four, two, you know, and it ends up staying under the total or three, two even. Uh, so I'd be, I'd be a little cautious with the over uh, in this game tonight with the uh, Sabres and the Panthers. All right, Columbus, Toronto, we've got the uh, Leafs minus 400 uh, home favorites, uh, six and a half being the uh, total uh, in this one. This is really, really a, an interesting game to think about because there's some real risk laying minus 400 with Toronto right now. Uh, Sheldon Keefe is doing the musical chairs of resting players. He's doing a, like a musical chair rotation on a night-to-night basis right now. One night, a couple defensemen get rested, and, and one of their key forwards gets rested. Another night, it's, it's another couple of defensemen uh, that are out and get rested. Uh, and it looks like tonight for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, they're, uh, re- it's going to be Luke Shen who's going to sit out and um, and Connor Timmins tonight. So it looks like uh, McCabe and Giordano, who missed the last game uh, for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, they are going to rest it, I should say, in the last game against Detroit. They're going to be back in uh, for the uh, Leafs tonight. Uh, Riley, Brody, Giordano, Lilligren, McCabe, and Hall. Uh, looks like it's going to be their uh, six on defense tonight. There was concern William Nylander was going to get some rest tonight because he wasn't initially at morning skate, but he was and later on. He uh, actually just took the morning skate off. Sheldon Keith later said uh, he took the morning skate off. He'll be in the lineup, though, tonight. So Nylander's in. It looks like Matthews is in for uh, Toronto tonight. Uh, Mitch Marner's back in. So uh, they've got most of their big guns up front playing tonight. Bunting, Matthews, Yarncroke, Nylander, Tavares, Marner, Aston Reese, Camp, Lafferty, uh, Nick Abruzzese, the Italian stallion there, Nolachari, Alex Kerfoot. Uh, it looks like uh, O'Reilly was thought of that maybe he'd be back tonight, but not quite ready to return just yet, Ryan O'Reilly, although he's closing in on a return, and I'm sure he's going to get a couple of games uh, during the regular season before the uh, playoffs start, but... Uh, yeah, as far as this one goes, I think, you know, Toronto is in a tough spot here. They're just trying to get these games over with. They're of no consequence to Toronto. They're going to clinch second. It's just a matter of when, not if. I want no part of Columbus here. Uh, they've got all kinds of, you know, key injuries. And, uh, you know, they're obviously not a good defensive team at all uh, at the moment. And they are going to go with Jet Greaves as their starting goaltender. And he will make his NHL debut tonight. Jet Greaves, which is, I'm shocked by this. I really am stunned by this, that uh, Brad Larson's gone in this direction. Because I know Michael Hutchinson is, you know, below average. We know that. Everybody <laughs> knows that about Michael Hutchinson. I get that. And But still, this is not a back-to-back, okay, because Merzlikens is out of the picture. He's still day-to-day. He traded away Corpusalo. Tarasov's back in the AHL. It's I know you got Hutchinson here. Um, and he's not great, but he is facing a team. He would be facing a team tonight that he used to play for, and sometimes that pumps you up a little bit. But no, no Michael Hutchinson tonight. They want to give Jet Greaves a look. When you look at his numbers, I don't know why they'd want to give Jet Greaves a look uh, at the NHL level. Uh, his AHL numbers this year, 16 and 19, 895 save percentage. That's at the AHL. That's in the AHL for Jet Greaves. 
Now he is from Toronto. He's a Toronto kid, but I don't know, Tor- Toronto kid or not, 895 save percentage against a team with, with the firepower that Toronto has. They're all playing, by the way. Matthews, Nylander, Marner, everyone's in tonight. You know, with all that firepower, I'm not trusting them. I'm not trusting that goalie to make saves with a piss poor blue line in front of him. That's not a chance. So I'm actually tempted by a Toronto team total tonight. Uh, that, if I were to bet anything, I, that's what I'd look at. Toronto team total over. I, I don't. I don't think it sits well the way they played against Detroit. They were they were sleepy. They were lackadaisical. They were turnover prone. You just don't want that to carry over game after game after game. I know there's not a lot on the line for Toronto right now, but you don't want to keep that going game after game. And these are their last couple home games coming up. This is their second to last home game of the regular season. They don't want. I'm not, I think lose out every home game the rest of the way. I think there is some incentive collectively internally for Toronto to play better tonight after losing to Detroit the other night. So I, I I haven't bet anything yet. I haven't even bet over six and a half yet, Alex. Do you know why that is? Because I really think a lot of Joe Wall, who's going to be a net for the Leafs tonight. Joseph Wall has been a brick wall. He's been great. He had a shutout, did he not? The last start against Ottawa or close to it. He's been excellent. So I don't know what how many, how many goals Columbus are going to score tonight necessarily. But I do think Toronto's got the chance maybe to light up this kid Greaves and this horrible blue line for Columbus. So, I haven't bet it yet. Don't know if I will, but I do strongly lean to that Leaf team total uh, in this game. What do you th- over uh, four and a half at a plus price? What do you think here, Alex? Jackets, Leaf. Yeah, as I said, BetMGM's your friend. This is probably the place to to go and grab that four. Get off of that that hook and and lay a dollar fifteen or dollar twenty. That would probably be the only thing I would lean toward. I'm not playing anything in this game except Greaves' numbers are atrocious, and Michael Hutchinson shouldn't even be on the NHL team at this point. Uh, the way that he plays. So Columbus's goaltending, that's the first thing they need to address when the season officially ends and they get things rolling in the summer. But uh, with that being said, you know, we know how Toronto does in these spots too. You know, it's the thing. It's like, yes, everybody's, you know, healthy and they're all going to play tonight. That doesn't mean they're going to win this game necessarily. You know, if they, they come out and just play stupid in the first period and it's scoreless, who knows what could, what the hell could happen here. So it's one I want to stay away from. I'm glad we'll be on the bad cast to watch it. But, yeah, the only thing I would be leaning toward would be Maple Leafs team total. And I would go uh, over four and lay a price rather than four and a half at, at, at just plus money. Plus, uh, I think I'm seeing even money or plus 102 at one, one spot for four and a half. So knock that down, lay a little bit of juice and, and go with the over four. Yeah, I mean, definitely. If I'm betting that team total, you're right. That's where I'm doing it. Bet MGM to get the four. Yeah. Uh, and th- that way, if they, uh, they fl- get exactly four goals tonight, you get a push. And especially uh, based on what you're saying about Joseph Wall, like 4-1 or 4 nothing makes total sense as the final score here. So, yeah. you know. And he's been good. Like, he, lo- he looks the part of someone that is going to be on, on the roster full-time next year for the Leafs, uh, Joseph Wall. Because, look, I think they're getting fed up with this Matt Murray bullshit. Like, it's just one injury after another. Now, I got criticized for saying, and look, you don't even believe me. Jay Rosehill on his Leaf show yesterday said the same thing. Like, how does a goalie get hurt that significantly from it? And then I got a lot of blowback for saying that, saying, well, the goalie mask doesn't provide a lot of padding and and cushion uh, back there when when your head hits. I get that. I totally get that. And and I understand that. Uh, But I, I would still be interested to know if that's another goalie besides Matt Murray taking that free collision against Detroit and hitting his head on the ice like that with the goalie mask on, does that goalie have concussion issues and a head injury and he's out day to day like this as well? I'd still like to know that we are talking about a guy that has had a bad, bad history of injuries. Is that every goalie has this issue in the freak collision Murray had, 
Or is this, you know, just a guy that's had injury after injury and he's more susceptible to it? I think that's a legit, fair argument to me. I get well, it. I mean, There's not a lot of padding back there. I get that. You think yeah. I'm an idiot? I get it. There's not a lot of padding back there. I understand that. So maybe it was a bad collision with his head to the ice in that spot. But I'd still like to know if that's any other goalie in that spot getting that collision, hitting his head on the ice, anyone but Matt Murray. Are they having these same issues? That's what I want to know. That's all I asked. Yeah, I mean, well, that's, and that's the thing. There are these, you know, we we know the injury-prone goalies in this league, the Frederick, Frederick Andersons and the Auntie Rontas of the world. Matt Murray certainly in that category now. Uh, Alex Stalock. There's a, there's a bunch of guys that you can just kind of count on to to get hurt. Just like we can count on Vasilevsky and Hellebuck to steal your game the regular season. We can count on these goaltenders literally to get injured at some point during the year. And it, it can be, like I said, that's something that may not take every goalie out of the league or even with the, today's concussion protocols. But when, when a guy like Murray gets run over like that, yeah, you probably – would expect that he's going to be out of that game and maybe miss some time after. Yeah. So either way, though, it's just awful injury luck for this guy. It continues to be for Matt Murray. I mean, he just comes back for a few games, and now here he is. And we know with Matt Murray, day to day could turn into week to week uh, in a heartbeat. So don't be don't be surprised if we uh, don't see him again the rest of the regular season. Honestly, uh, because we know that's been the history and the track record. These are he's a slow healing player. You know, from every injury and, he's had. And here's the thing, right? If if the Leafs are really invested in Joseph Wall the way you're saying, and, the, and you seem to be invested in him. And, of course, we know Samsonov is going to get game one. Do we even see Murray dress the rest of the way? Yeah, Honestly, even if he's healthy enough? I can't imagine. Why would you at this point? Because Samsonov's your guy, right? And and you're not riding the two-goalie system here. Wall would be your guy in, in the backup situation, you know, mop-up duty if, it, if it's a blowout and things of that nature, right? He's sturdy enough to do that, so there's really no reason to even rush or bring back Matt Murray at this point. If if you've got a sturdy enough belief that Wall can be your number two guy in a playoff scenario, and Samsonov can carry the reins moving forward. Yeah, yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think I think you shut him down at least for the rest of the regulars, especially with it being a head injury, which Sheldon Keefe confirmed this morning. Yeah, why why chance it? You know, let's let's just shut him down for the rest of the regular season and let's reevaluate before the Tampa Bay series starts in a couple weeks where he's at with that head injury and if he's ready to suit up and either start and or back up Sammy and Ilya Samsonov. Yep, that's what you do. I agree with that. That's the great course of action to take. Uh, all right, great stuff. Uh, we got the rest of the card coming up. Hit the like button if you're watching on YouTube. We appreciate it. Shout out to our podcast listeners as well. Back with the second half of this Tuesday NHL card right after we hear from Gramco. Support for the Ice Gas is brought to you by Gramco. Whether you or your team's game is on the field, screen, racetrack, court, or the ice, Gramco is for the game. Grown by farmers who spent years developing premium hemp genetics, Gramco provides customers with consistent quality Delta 8 THC products ready for any occasion. Gramco currently offers numerous Delta 8 products, including vape cartridges, disposable vapes, pre-rolls, gummies, wake-and-bake coffee, and more. Gramco offers an enjoyable, legal high delivered discreetly and directly to you. Gramco is also available at many American retailers as well. You can get the best Delta 8 cannabis products on the market shipped quickly and discreetly from Gramco. And if you visit www.thegramco.com, use promo code ICEGUYS, you will get 20% off of every order. And any order that's on the site over $50 will be shipped free with standard shipping. So live elevated with Gramco and check out their wonderful Delta 8 products today.
All right, we are back here. And a reminder, the uh, Ice Guys Playoff Box Giveaway presented by Gramco. The days are dwindling away. There's only a few more to try to enter that. Fill out that form on the Ice Guys Twitter, on the YouTube video description. Enter that contest because we're announcing the lucky winners Saturday, this Saturday, April 8th, the final Saturday of the regular season. That's right. You have until Friday at midnight Eastern, so it's 11 Central, 10 Mountain, 9 uh, p.m. Pacific, to fill out that form and get your entry in, and we will draw six winners on Saturday's mega show, uh, April 8th. So get to fill that out. The link is in the description here on YouTube. It is pinned on our Twitter page at the underscore Ice Guys. Like I said, I'll have it tagged on my page uh, Thursday and Friday night. Uh, you can also find it at any of the articles. If you read the Chris Otto's uh, updates with the the charts that he has on Patreon. If you go in the description there, you'll find the link form there. Uh, you can DM me and get the link. There's many ways. So sign up now and we will draw the winners on Saturday. All right, exactly. So, and that Saturday show will be fun. We'll have our big giveaway, our contest winners will be announced. And of course, we've got every NHL team, all 32, 16 games coming up uh, on Saturday to break down on the uh, card. All right, next up, we've got Vegas and Nashville. Uh, Vegas minus 135, road favorites, six shaded to the under. Salute to Alex, who said uh, Nashville is not going to survive this Dallas team last night. And it was a romp for the Dallas Stars, 5 1. Uh, even with Wedgwood, not Ottinger, no problem. Uh, Wedgwood was fine. He played a good game. They played a good game in front of him. And obviously uh, the offense sprung to life and uh, Nashville's alive mathematically. I don't know if they're alive spiritually uh, anymore in terms of the uh, playoff race after that loss last night. Now they face a back-to-back here. Uh, Now Vegas is on a back-to-back as well uh, going into this game. So it's not an advantage either way, but uh, certainly you wonder where Nashville's heads are at. Remember, this team's faced a ton of injuries too and tons of key ones, and you can only survive for so long with no Yossi and no Forsberg and no Johansson and now no Matt Duchesne, among others, that have been uh, missing for this uh, Predators team. And, uh, yeah, I think the clock is ticking, you know, on whatever slim playoff hopes the uh, Nashville Predators have. Vegas off the shootout win last night against uh, Minnesota. Uh, I mean, it kind of feels like, such an easy decision to take Vegas here, uh, minus one thirty. I did. Uh, it feels too easy. Kind of looks like the price is a little cheap. You know, I guess you maybe minus one thirty on the road. Some people will say maybe it's a uh, price right, but I actually thought it could be higher than this after Nashville lost last night. But yeah, I like Vegas here. I'll take them minus one thirty. Pretty straightforward. They're the better team. There's still a lot to play for for Vegas. They're trying to clinch a Pacific Division title. You know, and again, Edmonton and L.A. aren't going away. They're still hanging around. So, you know, Vegas has to try to keep winning these games. They've dominated Nashville, especially in the Music City. Uh, They have just romped this Predators team. So, yeah, Vegas minus 130 for me here. Alex, uh, Golden Knights, Predators. Yes, stomach be damned. We're still eating more hot chicken over here. So give me Vegas uh, minus $1.30. But also, I'm going to do the old Ian camera. I'm going to split it and put a little bit, maybe a half unit uh, on that draw here as well. Because both teams do need points. Obviously, Nashville fighting for dear life. But... Uh, I still think Vegas ends up getting two points here. It's just a matter of whether they can do it a regulation or a T. So we'll lay the 130 here, but we'll sprinkle a little bit on the draw just in case. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it looks like as far as goaltending uh, for this uh, game here with the uh, sen- with the Knights and the uh, Predators, we don't have confirmation yet, but we have projection. It probably will be quick in Soros. It sure looks that way. Uh, it should be quick for LA, or sorry, for Vegas. <laughs> LA. I'm so used to him being with the Kings. For Vegas, yeah. Jonathan Quick, yeah, it's going to happen. I mean, that's going to yeah. happen after all the years he played there in L.A. But, yeah, Jonathan Quick for Vegas after the uh, start last night was made by Brossois uh, in that game. So I'm sure it'll be Jonathan Quick tonight and uh, probably UC Soros here for the 
uh, Nashville uh, Predators uh, in this one. Uh, we'll have to wait. They could give it to Lankinen, but uh, I still think we're going to end up seeing uh, Soros here for uh, Nashville. All right, Philadelphia, St. Louis. Uh, St. Louis minus 135, home favorites, six and a half the total. Over the total for me. That's a very uh, straightforward, cut and dried. Uh, St. Louis has been an over machine uh, of late. They're still scoring goals, the Blues. They can't keep it out of their net. Uh, they've gone seven straight to the over. Uh, again, the defense has let go of the rope, so to speak. They, they're not keeping the puck out. They gave up four to Boston, six to Nashville, three to Chicago, five to Vancouver, seven to L.A., three to Anaheim, uh, three to Detroit. So they've given up three or more goals in every game during this stretch. But the offense is still there, and I give them credit for that. You know, uh, Braden Shen, Kasperi Kapanen, Jordan Cairo, uh, Jacob Verana. You know, there's still guys that can put the puck in the net for the Blues. So I think they score goals on Philly. That's Erson and Bennington in that. Uh, in this game, Erson wasn't that bad against Pittsburgh, but not a good enough to uh, prevent the uh, Penguins from winning that game. But uh, I think the Blues can still find the back of the net here uh, against the Flyers and vice versa. I think the Flyers will score in the uh, St. Louis Blues here uh, in this game, especially because they've recently seen Owen Tippett and Morgan Frost and Joel Farabee and a lot of their forwards pick it up offensively of late. So uh, I like the over here. Uh, that's it. I don't, nothing to do with the side, but I think we'll see some goals here. Uh, Alex, what do you think? Flyers, Blues. Yeah, I like this over, but this is one I would wait for a live. I try to get plus money, like big plus money at six and a half, or maybe even lay it with five and a half. That's the only thing you can, you can look at here. Obviously, sidewise, these two teams are awful, and, and it, you know, it seems like it could be one of those late season roll the puck out and, and see who scores the most goals kind of attract me. So uh, it, it hopefully it'll be a fun one, and hopefully get a lot of goals. So we'll go over, but we're waiting for a live. Yeah, that's the one thing that can sometimes lead you to actually tune in and ch change the channel to one of these games involving two teams out of the playoffs this late in the season is you're likely not going to see a lot of defensive intensity and your the chances there that you're going to see uh, a lot of goals. No question about that. All right, next up, we've got the uh, Calgary Flames hosting the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. Calgary minus 450, home favorites, six the total in this game. Be very careful with Calgary as a favorite of this magnitude. And we saw evidence of that against Anaheim. That game was not an easy one for the Calgary Flames at all. Uh, in fact, they were trailing going into the third period, four to three, uh, and they had to rescue themselves with two third period goals uh, to come back and take down the Ducks five to four. That's sometimes what you get with Calgary at home against inferior teams. The San Jose game last weekend at home, that game was three, three in the third period. Like these are not been easy games facing these bad teams at home for the uh, Calgary Flames with the pressure on them squarely to make the playoffs. So, you know, to me, this is just you can't can't do much with Calgary here. You can't take minus 450. Uh, maybe you go team total over if you trust this team to score, which lately they've been doing a better job of. You know, the Calgary Sternums have scored 10 goals in their last two games. That's a positively an outburst for them uh, offensively the last couple of games. So, they have found some finish to their game offensively. So will that continue here tonight against the Blackhawks? It certainly could. We know Chicago's not been adept necessarily at keeping the puck out of their own net uh, as of late. Uh, it is going to be also Peter Morozik in net, who is clearly an inferior option to Stalock. It's not like Stalock is great, but Morozik's worse. I mean, that's clear as day. Uh, and he's in net tonight for the uh, Blackhawks. 3.63 goals against 8.95 save percentage. Uh, Jacob Markstrom in net for Calgary. You know what I like? It's the same old bet that I've been betting repeatedly. You bet the uh, goaltender, of uh, the opposing goaltender of the Calgary Flames over the total, over saves. 
I think that's what you do here tonight. Peter Morozik over saves. The one concern is he gets lit up and he's pulled. You know, that's a real concern with this one. But it cashed with Dostal. And I'm sure Dallas Akins was mulling over the idea, especially in that third, maybe we make a change, but he didn't. And he went over that save prop. He had like 35, 36 saves. Uh, Lucas Dostal against Anaheim. That's the one thing, or against Calgary. You know what you get from Calgary. They shoot the puck a shit ton. 41, 41, 44, 43 shots on goal for them in four of their last six games. So I definitely am going to, even with the fear he stinks tonight and he gives up a ton of goals and he gets pulled, I'm going to go with that Morozik over saves prop tonight uh, in this one. Um, I kind of want to take Calgary team total because I'm seeing their offense finally have some finish, finally have some confidence returning to it. And it's not like we trust Morozik necessarily to uh, shut the door uh, in goal for the uh, Blackhawks. Keep in mind, he was in net for that St. Louis game. And the Blues got five goals past Morozik in that game against uh, Chicago. And shout out to Jarek Rubel. I caught some of his play-by-play of that game. Chicago-St. Louis it does a nice job, like I say. Yeah. He's, uh, I'm not saying that because he's a great longtime viewer and listener and friend of the show. He's really doing a nice job, and he keeps getting better uh, with his uh, play-by-play. So he's looking for that open door into the broadcasting world. And I hope he gets it at some point because he's a, he's working at his craft, and he keeps on getting better at it. So. Uh, congrats, Jarek. Uh, great calls there on the uh, radio or the, the online radio network that you're uh, calling the uh, play-by-play of for these games. And he did Vegas, Minnesota as well last night. So it's been a busy guy when it comes to doing those play-by-play spots. Uh, you know what? I might take a shot with the over here, actually, at six. If I could trust Chicago to score, you know, a little bit more than they have, I, I, I might. And they have actually in their last two games done a better job of it. Three against uh, St. Louis, three against New Jersey. I probably put a couple bucks on the over here at six more than the, and I think the Calgary team total, they could hit five tonight, but uh, I don't always trust them fully when they're playing these inferior teams, especially I remember earlier this year in Calgary. Uh, let me bring up the box score of that. They lost that game to Chicago in Calgary. It was uh, five to one. It was January 26th. And yes, Chicago went into Calgary at the saddle dome and beat the flames five to one. That's the one thing that stands in the back of my mind that this, you know, if there's one team that could allow this shit to happen to them again, especially with the big showdown with Winnipeg tomorrow night, it could be them. And now it was Stauber in that who was spectacular, Jackson Stauber that night. So this different animal with Peter Morozik. But I, I think the over six, and I lean to the Calgary team total over, but I don't know if I've got the, the full confidence to pull the trigger. What do you think, Alex, Chicago, Calgary? You know, as much as I love my Blackhawks, I can't imagine trying to watch this game longer than 20 minutes tonight. So with that being said, I'm going with the first period over. I'm playing a half unit, laying a dollar forty, and then I'll be jumping on trying to grab some better price or plus money uh, in game on the betcast tonight. Ten and one, the last 11 meetings to the first period over. Uh, this is one of the best trends uh, in head-to-head meetups in quite some time. Uh, we know how you know Jacob Markstrom. Liable always give up the, one of the first five shots he faces to go past him. As you mentioned about Peter Morazic, he's just been awful lately. He's the, the, the lesser of two evils as far as goaltending goes with, with the Hawks. Uh, I, I expect to see goals back and forth here early. I saw some people also mention in the chat about both teams to score first period. I do like that, but I like the first period over a little bit, little bit more because Calgary has to know that they can't afford to, to lay eggs like they did like even against Chicago back in January. Just in general, they have to play hot and, and get off to a hot start. So we get two from, from Calgary. We're all set. We've cashed our ticket, and then we can change the channel. So I'm going first period over, like I said, half of it uh, for $1.40 on the one and a half, and then try to grab a plus price in-game. 
All right, good stuff. Uh, there we go. I said again, a good approach. This is a bet cast game. We'll be on uh, probably for this entire game tonight on the uh, bet cast. So, yeah, definitely uh, some options. The one thing I'm going to for sure bet pregame a little over six and definitely the over saves for Morozik. My only fear being, of course, he gets pulled and he's that bad tonight. But good point by John Massey. You're right. Calgary sometimes doesn't make the goalie move post to post. And that's sometimes where Morozik gets exposed, right? His movement post to post has been awful, awful. Time this year, awful. coming off multiple groin injuries that he's had. But Calgary sometimes just, as soon as the puck's on their stick, they just shoot and they shoot right into the crest. And if that's going to be the kind of night they have, Morozik might have a better chance of success. So this is one of those games. Bet what you know is going to happen, not necessarily what you think is going to happen. You know what I know is going to happen? Calgary will have a ton of shots on goal tonight and they'll carry the play against Chicago. Now, that, that I know is going to happen. I'm pretty damn confident that's going to happen. So bet the saves prop because you know they'll fire a ton of shots. But what I think is going to happen is they're going to score goals, but I don't know for sure if that's going to happen because that doesn't always uh, end up being the case with Calgary because they've had so many games, 40-plus shots, one or two goals come out of it. So bet what you know is going to happen. The Calgary's going to fire a lot of rubber at Morozik, and that's why the best look to me is over saves for Peter Morozik in this game. All right, Seattle, Vancouver, uh, Seattle minus one fifteen road favorite, six and a half. The uh, total in this game, uh, back to back spot for the uh, Kraken after a uh, thorough, convincing blowout win against Arizona uh, last night, and now they go on the road to face the uh, Vancouver Canucks. Vancouver certainly rested for them as they played on uh, Monday night against uh, L.A. Lost four uh, one to the uh, L.A. Kings in that game. Their third straight loss after a little bit of a uptick from. Rick Tockett's squad uh, prior to that. But here we go again with Seattle. And, you know, they are win-loss, win-loss, win-loss. That's been their pattern. And here now off a win, do you trust them to win back-to-back? They haven't done this in a very long time. And they're, you know, now they're road favorites. They're coming off a huge two points, which really got them much further along in terms of clinching a playoff spot. But I don't want to lay a price with them on the road here, especially with Martin Jones likely going to be a net for the – Seattle Kraken hasn't been confirmed yet uh, in goal, but uh, I would expect him to be a net after we saw Grubauer uh, last night. And as we've mentioned with uh, Martin Jones in recent starts, it's been a little bit more of a rough go for him. Uh, you know, last actually last couple starts, not as bad, but again, Anaheim, uh, LA gave up three goals. And then before that, he gave up three against Detroit, three against St. Louis, four against San Jose, five against the Rangers. He's had a steady decline. Martin Jones, uh, in the uh, second half of the season. Um, but the problem with backing Vancouver, even though they got the rest advantage and Seattle hasn't won two in a row in a very long time, and is Colin Delia's in their goalie tonight. And, uh, you know, is, is he someone you want to back? I mean, Demko's been getting the majority of their starts, but they're giving him some rest tonight. And uh, Rick Tockett going with Colin Delia in net. Uh, it is worth noting, though, Delia in his last start uh, against Chicago uh, did play well. Again, though, his former team, Two goals allowed uh, in that one. He also got a victory against Anaheim 2-1. to one. So his last two starts have been pretty good. But again, weaker competition. When he played Nashville, he gave up four. He gave up six to Detroit, five to the Islanders, five to New Jersey. He's played some better teams. He's been lit up at times, Colin Delia. So that becomes my issue. I certainly lean Canucks. Spot is in their favor. But I like the over more than anything here at six and a half. Uh, that's the way I'm going to approach it. A Jones versus Delia matchup, which is what I'm expecting, uh, screams that we should see goals in bunches. And after a little underrun and some better defense out of uh, Rick Tockett's team, including the penalty kill had been better, they've now given up a power play goal in three straight games. 
and uh, two of their last three games have gone over the total, way over the total. So uh, I'd prefer the total more than the side here. Alex, what do you think, Seattle, Vancouver? Yeah, I mean, you know, we're not fans of Martin Jones, obviously, and he's a, one of the you know weaker goaltenders in all the league. But Colin Dealey is just a flat-out bum. So I laid a dollar ten with Seattle. Uh, over makes a ton of sense, even at six and a half. But this is a big card, so I'm staying away from that. I'm just going to stick with my Seattle bet. I made it this morning. I like both teams to score first period in this game. This one definitely makes sense. Yeah, has the feel of a both team score early uh, in this hockey game. So I will be on that as well. Both teams to score first period, and maybe a live a live first period over because I don't want I don't want two with these teams necessarily. Even though the two makes a lot of sense because both these goalies are bad. But if we can grab a one and a half and maybe lay a dollar thirty, dollar twenty five, I'd rather do that. I don't think we get goals in the first five minutes. Yeah, I think definitely we could see that. And again, I think we see goals early. I'm, I'm definitely liking that first period look, uh, no question. All right, Edmonton, Los Angeles, uh, a great game. It's the second game of tonight's ESPN. ESPN has a doubleheader, Vegas-Nashville with uh, Bob Wischusen and Brian Boucher is the first game. And then this game will be Steve Levy doing a play-by-play, which he only does uh, occasionally during the season. He'll be working with Ray and Emily. Uh, out in LA for uh, Oilers and Kings. Uh, Oilers minus 140 road favorites, six and a half the total uh, in this one. A very good game, huge game, because look, both of these teams are still alive to win the Pacific, potentially, although Vegas has control of their own destiny. But even if Vegas hangs on and wins the Pacific, these two teams are battling for home ice in that first round series, which very well looks like it could once again be Oilers versus Kings for the second straight year uh, in the first round. So they're battling for home ice advantage in that series. It's very possibly a playoff preview uh, that we're going to see tonight between these two teams. I don't want to step in front of Edmonton. I don't. The The one thing I'd, and, and plus LA, you know, I don't know whether it's Todd McClellan's being cautious here, but I don't like that all of a sudden, you know, Edler's banged up. Mikey Anderson is banged up on the blue line. Gabe Velarde and Kevin Fiala are nursing injuries now for LA. So this is becoming an increasingly little bit of a banged up hockey team right now. The Kings, you know, as much as you want home ice, do you want your guys healthy, you know, for the playoffs Uh, that ends up being a question uh, coming into this one. You've also got the fact that the uh, LA Kings, you look at their recent schedule, it's been a lot of games in a condensed period of time for them. They played in Edmonton, in Calgary, in Seattle, in Vancouver, and now they're back home for their fifth game uh, in a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games, eight day span, fifth and eight games for the or fifth game in eight days, I should say, for the uh, L.A. Kings tonight and coming off a road trip. So it's a real tricky spot, but it's also not a spot where I'm looking. I, I'm not I don't want to go against Edmonton. I'm not uh, because Edmonton's rolling right now. I'm so impressed with what I'm seeing out of the Oilers. They finally look like that team where, you know what, the way they're playing right now, I could see them winning a Stanley Cup. Honestly, with the way they've played lately. Finally, I, I've, I have not gotten to that point this season with the Edmonton Oilers. Where I could really see them winning the Stanley Cup. But this recent run that they have put together, you know, the fact that they bombed Anaheim, there was no fucking letdown for a change. How many times have we seen the Oilers, Alex? Big win against L.A. last week in Edmonton. A great game. Skinner was out, outstanding in net for them in that 2 nothing shutout. How many times throughout the... Recent history of the Oilers this year, last year, two years ago, going back to when Tippett coached the team, Alex. How many times have we seen them after a huge win spit the bit against a weak team the next time? It's happened so many times, and they finally didn't do it against Anaheim. 
They put their foot down. They buried a bad hockey team, 6-0. That tells me Edmonton's in playoff form right now. I like what I'm seeing out of them. What do you think? I mean, I'm not saying they're going to win the Stanley Cup. I mean, it's still a regular season. That's, we've seen, I'd say, I we've seen see them winning. A right, I know, I get it. Yeah, that's it. But yeah, we we've seen great Edmonton before. Like uh, that's you know, I can't I can't read the tea leaves on this Edmonton team until they do this kind of work in the postseason, which they did last year. So I'm not not counting them out completely. This is going to be a fun game. This is one of those where honestly, I feel like if you like a side, you should not be laying a price. If you like LA, grab one twenty right now. If you like Edmonton, I think there will be a chance for you to grab a plus price with the Oilers to win in in uh, in game. I think this is going to be a back and forth battle. I like the draw here because I just simply can't. It's almost a one. The draw makes a ton of sense because these two teams are literally battling for the same amount of points. But it also makes sense because of just the fact that. I can't make a, a call on whether I want to back the Oilers or Kings in this game. If this was a playoff series, and right now, I'll be fully honest, if these two teams meet in the playoffs and the Kings have home ice, I like Kings in seven. If Oilers have home ice, I like Oilers in six or seven. So that's how tight uh, I, I have these two teams right now next to each other. They play completely different styles, but you know, styles make fights. And someone mentioned in the chat about how Edmonton, 0-9 on the power play against the Kings. Well, that's their most dangerous, uh, you know, attribute. Obviously, this is one of the, you know, best power plays potentially in NHL history, uh, based on on percentage wise. So, that's something significant to see. I think this is going to be a dogfight, a back and forth battle. We're not going to see a ton of goals here, so I would maybe lean to the under. But the thing I like the most will be the draw and regulation. And uh, like I said, it, you know, if you wanted to grab a side in pocket at plus price, I think you'll have a chance to do that with either side you like here in game. Yeah, it's, it's it will be Skinner and Nat. I mean, it hasn't been confirmed yet, but it will be him. I'd be uh, you can pretty much guarantee it. And Copley is in net for LA, and I'm not surprised by that. They gave Corpus Salo the start against Edmonton last week in Edmonton, and he played awesome. They didn't lose because of Corpus Salo. He was great. He only gave up two goals. He was against that team in Edmonton. That's a great performance. But LA just got completely robbed by Skinner, who was just absolutely spectacular in that game. You know, it wasn't Corpusalo. He had a great game, but I but I like them giving Copley this opportunity. This is a great offensive team. You're trying to still battle Corpusalo for the starting job in the playoffs if you're LA. And Copley, this is his chance. Now I know he was good in his last start against Seattle, but this is a much taller challenge, tougher challenge. Edmonton, this loaded team, Kane, McDavid, a dry Nugent Hopkins, the way he's playing, Hyman. I mean, everybody's just filling the net right now for the Oilers. Let's see what Copley's made of. Let's see if he can answer the bell tonight uh, for the LA Kings. So this is a big start for Copley. If he shits the bed tonight, I think Corpusalo gets you know much closer to being the playoff starter. If Copley plays great tonight, and especially great in an LA victory tonight, then we've got a battle on our hands again as far as this uh, starting goaltender for the playoffs for the Kings is concerned. So it's a very important game for uh, Phoenix Copley tonight. We'll see how he fares in it. And he yeah, has won his uh, last yeah. four starts, by the way. And that's the thing. I, you know, obviously, like I said, this is a huge test for him. And, you know, we haven't heard, or at least I haven't heard any update of whether, you know, who would be getting the game one star for the Kings. So that's still an open battle as, as far as we know. Uh, except we both, I think we both agreed that we would, we would go Corpusalo in that spot. But, you know, like I said, Copley, if he can step up and have a big game here, and this is the team that they're going to be playing against in the first round, then that might swing, uh, you know, McClellan's way uh, once that game, the game arrives. So maybe that's the case. Maybe we see Copley get the start if, if it's against Edmonton. And maybe if the Kings win the division, play one of the wildcard teams, then we see Corpusalo be the guy. I don't know. So, and so that's a lot. I think that's probably the biggest storyline to look for with that LA. Obviously, of course, 
other than whether they end up in the standings. That's the biggest storyline heading into the playoffs because the rest of their lineup's pretty solid. Most of the guys are fairly healthy. It's just a matter of which goaltender they go with uh, starting and, and riding forward. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I was of the belief that uh, just no decision's been made, and they're not going to. Tom McClellan's probably not going to make a final decision until after the regular season. He's going to let this uh, battle play out for the remaining games. But if you believe, uh, and the the great analyst of the Kings, Jim Fox, I heard him on the broadcast the other night saying that uh, he thought Corpusalo had the inside edge as of a couple of games ago. So he, he's he's thinking what we're thinking, that Corpusalo did have the slight edge as of a couple days ago, but then Copley gets the start against Seattle. He looked excellent. And now if he plays well tonight against your likely first-round opponent, then we've got the battles back on, and then it's anybody's ball game once again pretty much if Copley comes in and looks good tonight uh, against the uh, Edmonton Oilers. So, yeah, it's a fascinating uh, battle to watch transpire here. Uh, down the uh, stretch. What won't be as fascinating to watch transpire is our final game here, Colorado and uh, San Jose. Uh, We've got Colorado minus 250 uh, road favorites uh, total in this game, sitting at uh, six and a half uh, across the board in this one. The only thing I'm going to bet here is a little shot on the draw. I've seen this before with Colorado, sometimes against the inferior opponents on the road. They can be sort of lackadaisical at times. They can be. For as much as we love this Colorado team, you know, I have seen this, the the game in Arizona. You know, they had a lead in that third period. Arizona tied it. It went to uh, overtime. The draw cashed in that game. And and you're certainly going to get a good price and a good number uh, here with the draw. And keep in mind, San Jose, three straight wins, playing hard, not playing out the string. They beat Winnipeg, Vegas, two really good hockey teams back-to-back at home. They go to Arizona. They trounce the Coyotes 7-2. to Even Kockinen looked good for a change uh, in that game. So good that he's starting again tonight. But, you know, Colorado's not Arizona offensively. I'm I'm a little worried if that's going to carry over uh, for Kockinen tonight, that good performance. But, you know, you look at things for Colorado. They've won four of their last five. But this is that kind of spot where you you just think Colorado just does enough to grind out a victory, doesn't go overboard, doesn't expend too much energy, kind of like that Arizona game on March 26th. Like I said, Colorado won in a shootout in Arizona, 4-3 to three, uh, in that game. So I am tempted to take a small shot here on the draw uh, in this game with the uh, Avalanche and the uh, Sharks here in the uh, Shark Tank uh, in this one. We don't have the goalie confirmed yet either for uh, Colorado. Projections of Georgiev, uh, but not uh, confirmed as of yet. Uh, but the draw at FanDuel is plus 400. You know, that's the price for that draw. So I can get on board at that price for a little uh, uh, sprinkle on the draw. Uh, in this game totals wise lean over but again you're always a little concerned whether uh san jose is going to contribute enough whether colorado is going to be interested enough to pile on the offense here against this sharks team so lean over but i'm going to sprinkle on that draw at, at plus 400 uh alex what do you think here Avs shark to paraphrase the the great uh mike singletary cannot watch this game cannot bet this game can't do it i'm passing very well said i like it i like the mike singletary reference yeah uh definitely it's got that feel to it um san jose like i say a little feisty effort from them the last three games give give them credit for it colorado has owned them though i will say that last uh, the two games in colorado were 10 to 2 in favor of colorado uh in san jose though it's been a little tougher you know 5-3 colorado 3-2 san jose at the Shark Tank last uh, a couple years ago, and then there was a 5-4 
Colorado win in overtime against San Jose a couple of years ago. So Colorado has actually had a tougher time in San Jose. So we'll see if that happens again. And that is and that is the thing with San Jose because they've won and, and played well the last couple of games. This is the this is the night for them to lose six to one. You know, that's just what they what they've been doing all year. So yeah, it, this could be. So it's just buyer beware if you're going to lay the price with Colorado on the road. And keep in mind, Colorado. I don't want you know 96 points. They're still right there. And actually, you know, there's they're actually two games in hand on both the teams. They're trailing for first in the central Dallas and Minnesota. They've both played two games more than Colorado. So Colorado is still very much alive in this race, but that doesn't mean they have to go out there and pulverize the sharks tonight. And uh, somehow I have my doubts that will happen. All right, next. Uh, that's it. Uh, that's the uh, Tuesday card. Uh, hit the like button. We appreciate it. Bang on 200 yes. live viewers uh, on YouTube. We appreciate it very much. Check out patreon.com slash ice guys, just $10 a month. Goalie charts, totals, charts, power ratings, daily ice guys show betting card. Uh, and, of course, bonus content, of which we'll have more of it coming your way throughout the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. So, again, check it out, patreon.com slash guys, just $10 a month. Yes, also make sure to sign up for the Gramco Playoff Box giveaway. You, Like I said, you have until Friday midnight. We got the link in the description below here on YouTube. Also have the link posted on our Twitter. It's pinned right at the top at the underscore Ice Guys. Check that out and sign up. Also check out the Ice Guys store. Uh, like I said, we don't have any more coupons for right now. Might have something popping up this weekend, though, or next weekend. You know, kept checking too, so keep uh, checking that site. That is iceguys.myspreadshop.com. We got caps, we got hoodies, we got mugs, we got t-shirts, we got everything. So check that out. That's iceguys.myspreadshop.com. Yeah, exactly. Check out uh, all the great merch there at the uh, Ice Guys uh, store. And make sure you check out the BetCast tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Looking forward to that. Again, DM or email me if you want the link to the BetCast, and we will send it to you so that you can join us on the stream on the BetCast tonight starting at 7 p.m. Eastern time. All right, best bets to wrap up the show right after we hear from Manscaped. Support for the Ice Guys is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS. That's promo code I-C-E-G-U-Y-S at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, it's about 14 million balls that you can preserve. The Performance Package 4.0 is the complete accessory package to take care of everything that is required. You've got, of course, the Lawnmower 4.0 takes care of your facial hair, uh, and among other things, uh, you've got, of course, the Weed Whacker. I'm approaching 40. Nose hair has become a major issue. It pisses the hell out of me. I need to take care of that shit, and the Weed Whacker can help you do that. Both of these products, waterproof and a 4000K LED spotlight for a more precise shave, and you'll also be able to take care of those delicate areas with the ball toner with the ball deodorant keep you smelling good looking good and feeling good down in the nether regions this complete performance package 4.0 will take care of everything for you for all you guys out there and it's courtesy of our good friends at manscape.com so get 20 percent off and free shipping with the promo code ice guys at manscape.com that's 20 percent off with free shipping at manscape.com and use promo code ICEGUYS. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped.
All right, we're back and ready to wrap up the show with best bets, and then we're back in just a few hours with the BetCast. Alex, uh, we'll start with you. What do you like for best bet? Yeah, one of the early games of the night, we're going with Carolina-Ottawa. Give me the Hurricanes. Uh, we're laying the puck line in the first period, so minus a half goal. Plus 115 is the best price I'm seeing available right now. I got plus 110. This unknown goalie popping in out of nowhere for Ottawa. I know a lot of people are saying, well, maybe he could stand on his head and, and have a bunch of saves because nobody has a report on him. My guess is that Carolina's going to light him up early and often. So giving the Canes first period puck line is my best bet for Tuesday. All right, Carolina, puck line, first period against Ottawa, best bet for Alex P. Smith. Remember, Ottawa had a similar situation, although it was a much older goalie who had actually started in the NHL before, Dylan Ferguson, you know, a few weeks ago against Pittsburgh. They lost that game, but, man, it was a – he gave them every chance to win it, and he played awesome. Uh, I don't know if that's going to happen tonight. We're talking about a yeah. 20-year-old kid, <laughs> Marilyn, and you know, who had a great start in his last AHL game, but mediocre numbers pretty much down there. Uh, in his uh, non-NHL career to this point. So Alex liking Carolina early to get the jump uh, on the uh, Ottawa Senators. My best bet for this card, um, it's, it's an interesting one. I'm going to go with the... Uh, I'm going to go with the, the over in Philly, St. Louis. I like it. It's just a, it's a great situation. St. Louis is on a roll going over the total. I think they'll score. Flyers will return the favor as well offensively uh, in this game. Uh, just not a lot of defense on either side. And if you look at the way the two teams have played lately, you'll see both of them have given up uh, their fair share of goals of late. So let's go with that one. Flyers, Blues, over six and a half uh, for my best bet. That'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. Hit the like button uh, on the way out. We appreciate it very much. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern. Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. We'll see you in three and a half hours for the Ice Guys live betcast. Get your drinks ready. Get those drinks chilled in the fridge. We'll be ready to go 7 p.m. Eastern time tonight for the Ice Guys live betcast. Join us later tonight for that, presented by National Hockey Now. 